0: People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. You're listening to Fine Music Radio, and this is Rodney Trojan inviting you to this week's edition of People of Note. Now, I wonder if you were one of the lucky ones who got to see La Traviata, the Cape Town Opera production, as opposed to the UCT version, because there were two casts. And the Violetta in the Cape Town Opera production was Brittany Smith, who impressed people. People were shouting and screaming at the ovations at the end. And it's Brittany that is with me in the studio today. And we're going to be talking about La Traviata, but we're also going to be talking about her next role, which is quite different, and that's as Maria in The Sound of Music. So, let me just tell you that Brittany was first introduced to opera in her 10th year of schooling at the Rhenish Girls High School. She holds a B.Mus in opera from the South African College of Music at the University of Cape Town, which she achieved under the tutelage of Professor Virginia Davids. And then she began her singing career at university in the chorus of UCT in a production of Don Giovanni and Il Viaggio Arems. Also... She's become now a Cape Town opera soloist and has performed the role of Susanna in La Nozze di Figaro, as well as Adina in Donna Cessy's La Sia d'Amour and a host of others. And Brittany is one of those people, if I list her things she's done in her awards, she'll be here all day. <laughs> so, Brittany, welcome, a warm welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Rodney.
0: Well, it's an honor for me because I was at the last performance of La Traviata, which was you as Violetta. And... I was so impressed. So I want to say congratulations publicly. I was so impressed. You looked the part. Your acting was great. It also looked quite physical, by the way. You had to do lots of running around.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for the compliment. I really, you know, I really appreciate it. um, Well, you deserve (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Because when, you know, people hear that you sing La Traviata, it's one of those operas where the eyebrows disappear into the hairline (laughs) and people go, oh and and you know there's a lot of expectation and a lot of weight that that role carries um because i mean ultimately you need three different types of i was
0: going to say someone sopranos. an expert yeah. <laughs> that told me the opera needs three different styles of sopranos and is that true yes, and how does that work that's very true <laughs>
1: so um the the way i see it is if if you look at act 1 you need a bright light coloratura soprano Act 2 calls for a more lyric soprano and Act 3 calls for more dramatic soprano. How I approached this role was not in that way. Not <laughs> in that case. I said to myself, I'm not going to put so much pressure on myself to, you know, appease opinions, if I can put it that way, mm-hmm. in a nice manner. <laughs> um, I'm just going to sing it the way I know I can sing it, uh, do justice by the role that I only know how and um, use my technique because ultimately, if you're one soprano singing uh, Verdi's Violetta Valeri, you need to have a solid technique. And that is what got me through the opera. Mm -hmm. Um, It was physically demanding. Uh, There was a lot of movement on stage. Uh, Marie Borslap encouraged us to use our bodies. To, to help tell the story and not just do the, you know, traditional park and bark singing. <laughs> <laughs> park and bark? Yes. <laughs> and no, there
0: was, as I said, a lot of moving around for yes. you to do.
1: Yes, and you know, I'm someone when someone tells me you've got freedom to move I utilize every aspect of it because I want to be so comfortable in the role. I wanted to feel like, you know, when I get ready and get prepared to go into it to sing it. I want to feel as if it's a pair of shoes or a pair of slippers um, I'm slipping on and, you know, it just fits perfectly. Um, and I brought a lot of physicality to the character in the beginning of rehearsals and then I tapered it down. I was going to say,
0: did Maury ever say to you, look, pull back a bit?
1: No, she never actually. That was a decision on, on my behalf because I thought to myself, OK, how am I going to make it? through to the end of act one singing the demanding sempre libera to get to the 25 minute long duet between Violetta and alfredo's father mm, Giorgio Germont. Germont. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that was where because i mean it's nothing doing one act and running around like a headless chicken and then you get to sec- the second act in a rehearsal room um where you're allowed to make mistakes where it's not so you know hectic in terms of keeping an orchestra and singers together um and i thought to myself okay this is not going to be beneficial for me in the long run once we do start running the entire opera. And there I was able to, you know, differentiate by what I could do physically um, and how I could pull back uh, between the first and the second acts. I mean, the third act was a breeze. I, I it was <laughs> so comfortable to sing. And for one, it was almost as if you could sort of not sit back and relax. I think that would be the the <laughs> not so good term to use, but, It felt, okay, I have now settled everything in the first and the second act. Now I can really, truly make it all about the music in the third act.
0: So I want to go back to the first act, and you spoke about it being a coloratura role, really, mm. with that Semper Libre aria, which is one of the most famous arias, mm. isn't it? is not it? From is it something that you dread? Is it something that you love doing? Because for me, it sounded like you love doing it, and you <laughs> could do it in your sleep.
1: It's a, it's a bit of a love-hate relationship <laughs> <laughs> really? that I have with. There are three Verdi arias that I have a love-hate relationship with. The first one is the Desdemona scene of the Willow Song into the Ave Maria
0: of Otello, yeah. Yes, oh. Otello,
1: and I have now mastered that in terms of concert singing. So maybe in a couple of years I could, you know, go down that path and mm-hmm. sort of make the role my own. The second, surprisingly, is the Caro Nome from Rigoletto. I, <laughs> I do, still I have a very more hate <laughs> than love there.
0: <laughs> okay, because that is quite a thing, isn't yes.
1: it? Yes, and. In my opinion, I'm glad I did Violetta Valerie first before I did Gilda. For me, a lot of uh, people look at me funny when I say that I'd rather prefer to do Violetta first and then Gilda second because I feel technically demanding. Gilda has that, where mm. Violetta has everything in three different places. So you can, you know, pace yourself, you can see uh, how much should I need to give here on this section of music. And I, I feel that it was a good foundation to set and then obviously the third aria that I would place in my love-hate relationship of arias is the (laughs) a force lui sempre libera (laughs) Um, libera. because it's so exposed Mm. Um, you're alone on the stage aren't you but also the sempre libera is the easiest part to (laughs) sing because you can hide behind in the music and I say that with fingers up Um, it's the a force lui and the di quel amor that comes after that that is so exposed um And there you can really hear true mastery of a singer. um, If she has that little section of of the aria down, then she can do anything after that.
0: Okay, I want to continue speaking about some Verdi heroines and the way you approach these roles like Violetta and about your background. But let's have a little music break. And I see you've chosen Dance Macabre (laughs) by Saint-Saëns. Tell me about this.
1: I have always been a weird child, <laughs> <Have you? laughs> a little black sheep, if you may, um, and and seeing as, you know, um, in the spirit of Halloween, I mean, I don't really celebrate it. Um, there's nothing more freaky than listening to something that sounds like it's coming out of a horror movie.
0: Yes, it does. Um, and I,
1: I think it's it's just the way the violin is played in there that... Always, you know the, the the dissonances that are clashing in the music that mm. just gets to me. It's like so fascinating. It 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 makes me want to go through a time portal and be in one of Tim Burton's
0: movies.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's why I chose it. It's one of my favorite um, pieces of music to listen to and hopefully sing one day as well.
0: of the Dance Macabre by Saint-Saëns. And you can hear in the music there that it is macabre sounds there. <laughs> and it was the first choice of my guest on People of Note here on Fine Music Radio this week, Brittany Smith, who's just triumphed <laughs> as Violetta <laughs> in the opera production La Traviata, which we've just seen. I just want to continue briefly talking about the various Verdi roles. Um, listening to that opera, which I hadn't heard for a long time, La Traviata, I just realized what a wonderful composer Verdi is. Oh, and yes. surely for singing, it's the same, isn't it? He knew exactly what he wanted and how to get the best out of his sopranos or tenors or whoever. Definitely. Did you feel that when you approached that role? Yes,
1: I was very nervous um, on opening night because, I mean, people have expectations. They mm. like I will reiterate that for the rest of my
0: life. <laughs> they do too. Um, You've chosen a difficult career.
1: Yes, I have. <laughs> but yeah. I mean... If it wasn't difficult, then everyone would be able to do it. Of course, that is true. <laughs> um, and I, like I said, I was very nervous. Um, I was shaking when I came off the stage. I was in tears because it was a very emotional...
0: Um, Are you talking about happening. the opening night? Yes,
1: opening night. A, a very emotional happening because there were a lot of um, personal references from my own life that I drew towards uh, the opera in Act 3 especially, having, you know, survived... Or, yeah, survived, for lack of better wording, TB, uh, which nearly robbed me of my voice. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, it wasn't pulmonary TB, it was endotracheal tuberculosis, and it was four centimeters under my vocal cords on its way up.
0: Wow. So I would have
1: been rendered speechless, literally, yeah, um, yeah.
0: for the rest of your life.
1: And exactly. And I um, remember pep talking myself because every time we, I had to sit in the wheelchair uh, for Act Three, with a mask over my face it reminded me of what i looked like the monday after the friday i had the operation done to determine what it was that was growing there if it was cancer if it was tuberculosis i was so sick and i had to really cut myself off um but at the same time use that happening in my life to get me to portray <laughs> what this woman was feeling.
0: How old? What, what age are we talking about I when was, this happened to you? I freshly
1: turned 21.
0: Oh, so it was...
1: Yeah, recent.
0: Recent. I'm not going to ask your <laughs> age, but ish. it was
1: recent. Oh, no, I just turned 29. Okay. So it was sort of re- recent-ish. Um, and I mean, you know, having done Violeta Valerie before the age of 30... Um,
0: That's quite something. It's quite
1: something. Um, and I mean, I, I was scared of the role... But then when the music started, it all disappeared. (laughs) And I just had the best time of my life on stage.
0: I loved it when you said earlier, like a slipper, it fits you like a slipper. The role. (laughs) Have you... Have you done any... You mentioned Gilda Dushna and Karanome. Have you done any other Verdi roles on stage?
1: Um, No, I have not. Um, I would think that uh, Gilda would be the second one. And then maybe once I'm 40, 45, a little bit more mature, when it comes to the bigger, broader singing... um, in in my voice and where it would lie. I would love to do um, the Desdemona of, oh, of Otello. Of yeah. Otello, yeah.
0: And what about Aida? What about the role of Aida? No, I'm oh, really?
1: not. <laughs> I'm not a Virginia Davids.
0: But she taught me. <laughs> and you. I'm
1: not, yeah, no, she taught me, but we've got two very different voices.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I don't like to classify myself in the FACH system, but if I really had to say what I'm leading towards, it would be... Maybe a lyric soprano, lyric slash lyric coloratura, I don't know. But definitely not dramatic. And I feel that you you really need one of the, the big dramatic voices to do something like Aida. Because, really? I mean, if yeah. it's a 60, 65-piece orchestra, it needs to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I would normally classify the Aidas in the same line as the Brunhildas and uh, other Wagnerian um, roles. Because the voice needs to... Through Cut through that carry. orchestra. Maybe okay. one of the smaller roles in Aida, that's fine. Even if it is a mezzo role and it's a, oh, it's a high mezzo role, that would be fine. But I, um, no, um, <laughs> I'm not an Aida and I'm not a Turandot either. Oh, Turandot, <laughs> I can mention
0: that. And the, talking about Puccini, do you enjoy the Puccini operas yes, like uh, Mimi I do. or. Um, Um, Tosca?
1: Um, I do, yes. Also, I'm not a Tosca, but um, maybe a Mimi one day. I have sung, um, I have had the pleasure of singing the role of Musetta here in 2020, just before lockdown started. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and I think the next thing I would work towards would be Liu in uh, In uh, Turandot, and then maybe, you know, do the the Mimi.
0: And uh, Brunhilde? No. No, I'm teasing you. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch with fast fascination. Yeah, there we go. No. Um, but not, no, no, no. Okay,
0: no. Not your scene at all, not the my heavy scene. dramatic surprise. No. <laughs> and then among the many things you've done, like Mozart, for example, do they sit nicely on your voice? Oh,
1: yes, they do. They are particularly difficult to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, people think Mozart is so easy, but it's, it's not. No.
0: That's <laughs> Mozart, the thing, isn't it? even the piano works. People yes. say, oh, it sounds so easy. I
1: know, but it isn't. No. Um, and why I say this is because with You know, the long, beautiful legato lines of the Puccini and the Verdi operas, Mozart makes the voice the primary instrument um, and the orchestration, just the accompaniment for what it is. There's nothing in it. Yes, it will, you know, uh, foreshadow certain things in the opera or repeat a theme here and there. But the voice is essentially what makes a Mozart opera hence being so difficult to sing, because you need to have so many different nuances when you um, are portraying that character. Discipline, yes.
0: discipline, discipline. Yes. And the comic operas like uh, Don Pasquale, which mm-hmm. I think you've done as well, yes. do you enjoy that sort of yes. thing?
1: Yes, oh my goodness. you wish. smiling broadly. I wish, broadly. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish I, could, I could sing a Norina again in the near future. Um, I, uh, as well as another uh, Adina, and this time with with orchestra um, behind, whether it's a concert version or a fully staged opera, um, it would be fantastic to to do that. I mean, I I was just thinking the other day what what is the other the other um, not Puccini, sorry, uh, uh, Donat Setti role that I could study besides the Lucia. Um, which I am dying to do. Really? Yes. Now, is
0: that not too dramatic for you? Lucia de Lamamore?
1: No. Oh, really? It's more more the lyrical coloratura style soprano singing. Um, And legato, very important there. Mm. Very, very important there. But I mean, um, yeah, I was thinking to myself, what other, you know, Comical Donizetti role would you like to study and I would love to give my my hand at the the Daughter of the Regiment.
0: Oh yes. Which I
1: think would be quite a quite an yeah. not an easy thing but a breezy thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you've got all this ambition because as you said you're only 29 and you've yeah. already done Violetta yeah. and Nailed the role, may I say. Thank you. And so you've got all this exciting stuff to look forward to. I want to find out a bit about your background. But first mm-hmm. of all, let's listen to your next choice, which is the fourth movement of Dvorak's New World Symphony. Why have you chosen this?
1: Every time I listen to this entire symphony, I feel like a superhero. And <laughs> if I'm having a bad day, I put it on full blast in my car. And um, tell myself that I'm amazing and I can achieve whatever I put my mind to.
0: <laughs> and this last moment does that, doesn't it? 'Cause yes. it's Got such a dramatic and yes. positive start. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen. <laughs> Well, we have to leave it there. That's part of the last movement of the New World Symphony by Dvorak. And it was another choice of my guest on People of Note here on Fine Music Radio this week, the soprano, Brittany Smith, <laughs> who's just stunned us all <laughs> with La Traviata <laughs> as your violetta. Um, but now you're about to embark on the sound of music, which is something quite different, I think. But we're going to get to that in a moment. But first of all, I mentioned Virginia Davids and you were introduced to opera in your 10th year of schooling. Tell me a little bit about your how you became a singer. How did you want to become so a singer? So
1: I knew absolutely nothing about classical music. Um, I just knew that in primary school, I wanted to play piano very badly. I had uh, pestered my parents back and forth. And, you know, at the time, my parents couldn't afford to send me to piano lessons, let alone afford to buy a keyboard a piano, or a piano. Yes. So I... I sat like a sore little loser outside oh, no the <laughs> outside the piano um, or the music department at my primary school and I would listen how people were playing their flutes and practicing piano or cello or violin and said to myself, oh, one day, maybe one day. And that one day never came. And um, I ended up obviously going to high school, Drainish Girls High, and I won a talent show there in 2009 As a singer? Yes, as a singer, singing Alanis Morissetti's Ironic,
2: a completely
1: different um, genre of music to that of opera um, or any other classical music. And I was then bullied, and I say this in a polite way, by my grade nine homeroom teacher, Mrs. Taylor, um, to join the girls' choir. Uh, We were 150 strong at that time. Um, And Sonia van Amstel was our choir mistress at the time And she heard me audition And she just looked at me And she asked me Have you ever tried, you know, singing classical music? So I said, look I know one little classical piece of music And that is this thing called a prelude To something called La Traviata Not knowing um, what it was Yes Um, And Interesting fact, my mum used to play that for me when I was a little baby to put me to sleep because I was a colicky baby, apparently, and I would cry nonstop. Um, and that was the only thing that would soothe me. And I heard it on the radio, I, it must have been fine music radio or, or s- something. And I and I started humming with and I turned it up. And my mother was like, How do you know this? I said, Well, I've never heard it before, it just sounds familiar. And she's like, I used to play this for you when you were a baby.
0: Oh, lovely story, yeah.
1: And um, And then I I said that to Sonia um, and then she took it upon herself to, you know, get me into doing um, my music and stuff. And I thought to myself, what am I doing here? Like, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I've never I don't know what a treble clef is. I don't know what a bass clef is. I I don't (laughs) even know what oral ear training is. Um, but she was the one that pushed me to it, and then she took me to, or, and a group of us choir girls to come and see um, the 2011 Cape Town Opera production of Carmen, when Biolina Angelov was playing Carmen, mm. and I fell in love. And I said, "Was that her, the
0: very first time you've been to watch an opera?" the Very
1: first time, um, and I never knew a place like Artscape existed. Um, Because we, you know, my parents didn't know much about classical music. My granny uh, used to play piano and listen to opera, but that was it. Mm. Um, And, yeah, and I thought to myself, this is something I want to do. I think I'll be able to do it. Why don't I give it a a shot? And um, long story short, Brittany, who was going to go and study uh, an LLB in criminal law and uh, industrial law, corporate law, switched over to classical music opera. And now I'm here. And um, I have not looked back since.
0: <laughs> no, wait, you missed out. So you went to UCT. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Did you then immediately go into a music degree? You didn't yes, do any law? A
1: music degree, no law, nothing. I was the only kid that did not know anything about <laughs> opera. About I said to myself, where well, there's a YouTube, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: interesting. <laughs> but then how did you become involved with Virginia Davids, who's so f- famous and well known so, for producing wonderful singers?
1: Yes, so Sonia van Amstel took me and. Uh, brought me to Prof. David's and said, I just want you to hear and tell us if she has potential. And Prof. David's put me on a list and she said, I'll see you next year.
0: Oh, you must've been thrilled. And so you started with her I proper di- formal training. Yeah.
1: To tell you the honest truth, I didn't, it only sunk in when I got into the car. And then I started crying like a little child because <laughs> I was just like, Oh my word, I know nothing about this. How am I going to do this? And my mother was like, you are meant to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you are
1: meant to be here. Uh, and that was my formal training. St- that Did you
0: started. do any instruments? Did you learn any instruments? I
1: tried my hand at piano, but I am not so much creative, a more creative brain than scientific brain and math okay. brain. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I really put myself to it, I could have probably learned quite okay ish to play mm-hmm. the piano. But my my left hand did not want to do (laughs) what it needed to do and my right hand wanted to do whatever my left hand wanted to do and thus I gave up. I said no, I'm not I don't I'd rather But you also learn to
0: read music, I presume, which is important in your job.
1: Extremely important. And I mean I I think I have a superpower when it comes to, to my singing because I've got a photographic memory. I see all the music in front of me when I sing. Oh everyone's parts. Not necessarily the full, you know, like aria or something, but I can see the the treble and the bass clef and what I'm singing, and then the first three or four notes of what my counterpart is singing. Um, and I think that's that's quite a superpower to have. I, it's
0: definitely a superpower. <laughs> um, Brittany, let's take another piece. We're changing mood here. Chuck Mangione, yes. tell me about this. Feels so good.
1: So this literally what it is. It makes me feel good when I listen to it. It's like if I can say. <laughs> it's a colored people's wedding anthem <laughs> whenever they're like, you know, dishing up food at a wedding or something. But also a significant fact is my dad used to dance. My sister and I asleep on this music. My mom would have my sister and my dad would have me. And they would put this music on. And um, and uh, I remember the other one is pick up the pieces as well. Um, and they would put us to sleep on that. So Wow. Okay.
0: You know. <laughs> Don't go to sleep now while <laughs> we no, listen no. to this. <laughs> was Chuck Mangione and a piece called Feels So Good apparently makes my guest not a not only feeling good but (laughs) wanting to go to sleep sleep. wake (laughs) up wake up Brittany wake up (laughs) (laughs) Brittany Smith is my guest who's just stunned us all with her performance of Violetta in Verdi's opera for Cape Town Opera but now not only have you just been able to rest from Traviata and you said you are exhausted <laughs> after all the running about because I did say it was very physical, but now there's the sound of music. Yes. And so when you've done Violetta, how does it feel to be cast as Maria? And you've got a story about that, haven't you? Yes,
1: I do. So having to sing Maria after Violetta, I think besides the physical um, aspect of the role, would be a walk in the park.
2: <laughs> I was going to say yes. Uh, slightly more
1: relaxed, yes. or would it? We'll see. Slightly more relaxed. It's a different challenge on its own. You know, um, it's the first time I'm doing a musical, um, and I mean, I always, I, I've always said to to my friends who who do musical theatre when they ask me, "How are you going to manage to sing, you know, musical theatre after an opera?" And I said, "Well, this is what I've been trained to do. We don't just sing opera; we sing." Mm genres of music. Um, and I think this was destined in the stars because in primary school, I was cast as one of the one trap children. And I remember crying because I didn't want to be a one trap child. I wanted to be Maria. But because I couldn't play guitar,
2: <laughs>
1: the choir teacher, who did not have a particular liking to me, did not cast me as Maria. And I remember telling my mom, I don't want to run around on stage in my pajamas. I want to be the one that's playing the guitar. And then I was running around in my pajamas on stage. Um, And little did I know that I would actually (laughs) portray the role of um, Maria in something that I have been wanting to do since child. Mm -hmm. Um, The best (laughs) of two musicals in my world. The second would be uh, Sweeney Todd, which I absolutely adore. Uh, Um, And uh, yeah, to be able to perform something so well known. And And be can you play the
0: guitar now?
1: Absolutely not. But there's a way to fake it. I did it in <laughs> Le Nozze di Figaro, and I can do it again. Okay. And people were actually very convinced that I actually was playing live guitar. So okay. that says something about my acting okay. ability.
0: <laughs> but the other thing, the other major question I wanted to ask you, after hearing you sing your coloratura role and all of the rest of it in Traviata, now you're going to have to work with a microphone, I presume, because mm. they'll mix the sound, won't they? It's not yes. as though people can't hear you, yes. but you've got to blend. Yes. And so you will be mic'd.
1: Yes. I will now be now how mic'd. do
0: you adjust that beautiful, huge, big voice to a microphone?
1: I um, just approach it as I would singing without one.
0: Yeah, And then uh, they have because, to do the adjustments. Yes,
1: just because I am mic'd and there's amplification because, I mean, you will sing yourself hoarse mm. if you had to sing without a mic in a musical. Because part of it requires you to mix. And by saying mix, I mean blending your chest voice with your head voice and belting at the same time but in a healthy manner so is so much to so that you can do it throughout the 67 performances that are going
0: to wow. be happening. Oh, there's 67? I think it's 67. <laughs> and you only had two triviatres. Yes.
1: <laughs> but I'm Brittany Smith. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that. Listen
0: to her. Um,
1: so, yeah, it's it's basically, and I mean, I've, I've, I I've did the um, Pauline Viardot Cendrillon uh, that we adapted with Abrams uh, and Mayer Productions Mike, would um, And it's just singing with the same support that you would, uh might, but just not giving that much. Mm. Um and you know, on the days where I'm feeling a little tired I would obviously ask them to maybe just lift it a little bit more so that I don't give too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I I, I think the only thing that, that truly matters when being amplified is having the same support. Um Throughout, when how you, you would do it without, without uh, when you talk about
0: support, you mean your technique? Yes. that you've learned. You take your breathing and, technique and and
1: and your your use of airflow when it comes to to singing through phrases, whether you're jumping mm-hmm. on stage or laying down flat. Um, Your technique, your breathing technique needs to stay the same throughout.
0: I really love the idea that The Sound of Music is a favorite of yours. I mean, uh, they called it the world's best loved family musical. And I I agree. I remember when the film was out, I went to see it so many (laughs) times that my mother said, if you keep going, I'm not going to give you money to go into town. (laughs) because it is it is what you call an evergreen, isn't it? It's yes. a lovely story, and it's a positive story. Yes. And it's a fairly big cast as well, isn't it?
1: Yes, and we need a lot of positivity in our world at oh the moment. Oh, my goodness,
0: we don't we? Yeah. And you're opposite Craig Urbani, which yes. is interesting, casting as the uh, captain.
1: Yes, I um, – so there's like a running joke amongst uh, some of us opera girls where <laughs> we're, we're on this Instagram page for Sound of Music. It's just random clips that they put together, and – then they have this this one that says um the von trapp smolder and um i would send it to all my friends and i'd be like and i think i might have sent one to craig by accident i speak under correction where i was just like i think craig orbani looks something like this sometimes he's an attractive man i mean i mean you know yeah, the first yeah. um von trapp that played in the movie opposite um
0: Julie Andrews. Julie andrews Christopher is a Plummer. beautiful
1: man yeah. and i i um when he was on tv the other day uh i say to my family that's my one trap that's him. They're like, no, you lie, no, you lie, and I was like, no, that's him, that's really him. And then they saw the poster, which I'm looking at now, um, and they're like, okay, it's really him. And I was like, yeah, it's really him. So it's going to be interesting working alongside someone that famous. Well, <laughs> and you know, you can making boast music. about
0: being famous after oh, Traviata. I'm,
1: I'm normal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and have you seen the? I mean, have you met the rest of the cast or how's it at the I, moment? I
1: I have because
0: we're recording this. Some weeks before it opens. Yes,
1: I have have met two Von Trapp kids. I cannot get to their names. If I see their faces, I will know. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also worked with two of the Von Trapp kids, with uh, Lucy and Caleb, who um, were my little um, mice and rat from the Sandrion Cinderella production that we did. And interestingly enough, one of the Sari Voorbladgesig finalists one, her son is in The Sound of Music as well, so I'm going to be meeting him for the first time and her for the first time, and we've been chatting over social media. So it's going to be have a really... Have you met Craig? No, I have not. Oh. We've just been talking over social media. <laughs> um, but I, from what I gather is that he's a very nice man, and... Um, uh, everyone seems to be extremely nice that is working on this production and mm. I mean I'm working with one of my best friends here in Al as well so it's going to well, be really great well she has that really great.
0: great moment doesn't oh, she, she does. Climb Every Mountain I remember the last um, production here that Peter Turin did uh, that Aria closed I think the first act for yes. Interval and it's very difficult to hold back tears yes. after Unel has sung that.
1: Yes. Oh, definitely.
0: But you've got, I mean, you've got some big arias. You've got The Hills <laughs> Are Alive. Yes. You've got... Um,
1: the Do-Re-Mi. The Do-Re-Mi. I've got The Lonely Goathead. And
0: I've got Confidence. Oh, my
1: goodness. I, I, that's the only one, funny enough, that I have not sung yet. So that's going to be inter- interesting to see how I pull that one off.
0: Well, let's have another one of your choices, Brittany. And you've chosen Bob Marley. Could you be loved? Why have you chosen this?
1: Um, I remember uh, my mom putting it, uh, she was still driving a green Hyundai Gets at the time (laughs) on our way to school. And my sister and I were busy with our exams and we were were very tired as primary school kids. And um, she put it on top volume and started singing for us. And it just made me feel very happy in that moment. And that's one of the pieces of music that I'll carry with me forever. (laughs)
0: Bob Marley there. Could you be loved? And it was the choice of my guest who's chosen such fascinating music today, Brittany <laughs> Smith, who's just performed in La Traviata, but now we're talking about the sound of music. And we mentioned the big aries you had to sing, Brittany. Um, but also, I think the challenge with a musical is, as you said, you've got to do so many nights in a row. Yes. Because you do the whole of the Cape Town run, then you the, do the whole all of, of the of the Johannesburg
1: run, yes. <laughs> and
0: I suppose the t- trick there is to be motivated and yes. fresh on every single night. Yes. And that must be a challenge.
1: It is. And I mean, you know, being away from my loved ones, who's my my support system here in Cape Town, um, it's going to be particularly challenging for me to, you know, it, it's not as easy just to go into someone's arms and get a hug. Mm. Um But I think, like I said earlier with you when we were chatting before the interview, the fact that there are kids on this production, I love kids.
0: Oh, do you? I find kids
1: fascinating. They always bring such joy and sunshine wherever they go. And I think the inquisitiveness uh, is going to play a lot into my uh, inner child. Um, And I think that is what's going to get me through um, all of these performances. Because, I mean, it is tough being the only one doing Maria and not having an understudy. Um, I have to look after myself emotionally, um, physically, mentally. Uh, So, yeah, I I think, um, and also we've got a very, very um, supportive team behind all of us um, and, you know, home is only a phone call away.
0: Well, true, but (laughs) as you just now said, which was very touching, a hug Yes. Is not a phone call away, yes. <laughs> isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, if you happen to have, say, for example, a bad evening, which mm. I'm sure can easily happen, mm-hmm. uh, just to be able to go to someone to wrap your arms around them, shame, man. <laughs> but they're all going to love yes. you and you'll be great. Now, that opens on the 14th of December. Yes. Uh, here in Cape Town in the Artscape Opera House. And then after that, after your two months, have you got any other? When do we see you do Gilda and Lucia?
1: I don't know (laughs) about Gilda yet. I may know something about Lucia, but that's that's a secret. That's a secret. (laughs) Okay, very well. And there's there's a new opera that has also been commissioned that I'm going to be performing in as well, and... uh, Yeah, it's going to be a really, really exciting ride, and I I can't wait to see what next year holds.
0: You've got such a positive vibe, (laughs) Brittany. It's so refreshing to speak to you. (laughs) And as I say, you were a beautiful violetta as well, not just voice-wise. But, you know, the problem very often, as we all know with opera singers, sometimes they might not be the world's most attractive people (laughs) uh, for various reasons. But it was great to see you on stage being so energetic and creating such a wonderful sound. And now to see you as Maria is also going to be a treat.
1: Thank you, How honey. do you solve
0: a problem like Maria? <laughs> <It's the
1: laughs> everyone cl- needs to wait and see. <laughs> exactly.
0: And um, it's been great speaking to you, Brittany. Blanca. And your last piece of music is Claire de Lune, the Debussy piece. Yes. Is there a reason here? There is
1: a reason. Um, it reminded me of when I was a little girl and I did ballet and everyone was scrawny and tall and skinny. And I was the only pudgy little ballerina. And this piece of music <laughs> came on. And I remember doing my, my kichiti exam and acing my kichiti exam. And, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those pieces of music that just reminds me to never give up on my dreams.
0: But it's also so restful yes. and peaceful.
1: And I'm a calm, peaceful person.
0: But you can also be quite a character, yes. <laughs> as I've discovered. <laughs> Brittany, thank you very, very much, Brittany Smith.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turing Productions.